0: Welcome to Security Strategies in Government, sponsored by Anomaly on Federal News Network and 1500 AM. I'm Jory Heckman, and for today's show, we hear from Maria Rote, the Chief Information Officer at the Small Business Administration. Here, she gives an update on what the agency is doing to modernize its cybersecurity.
1: We've really taken advantage of cloud-native tools to monitor and manage our entire environment. So not only have we done all the work for all the foundational work, patching, getting our servers up to current operating levels, all the applications and software up to current versions, that we've taken advantage of cloud-native tools to monitor all of our on-prem environments as well as all of our cloud-based environments and having all those feeds coming in to those cloud-native tools we've really stepped out on that on the security front. So not only is it updating our, our desktops and our servers and our applications to current versions on the security front, that we've really enabled you know, using those cloud-native tools to be predictive about what we're doing. For example, if somebody goes on foreign travel, we don't know about it. We can see people logging in from other countries, getting ahead of You know what's going on in the environment, whether it's what threats might be against SBA, federal government, being able to see our entire inventory, who's on our network, what they're doing, how they're using our network, and having visibility into that environment. That's something that we did not have before. And over the last really 12 to 18 months, we've really stepped out on our cybersecurity capabilities with our security operations and the entire team. So it's not just about ATOs anymore, but it's understanding what's going on in your environment.
0: If I remember correctly, I I remember you saying recently about the SBA really kind of pioneering the the path on, uh, you know, SOC as a service. Is this part of what we've just been talking about here as far as that strategy?
1: Yeah. So we've, you know, in addition to taking advantage of the cloud-native tools, we just finished up actually a pilot on CDM with DHS. So what we did earlier this year was using those cloud-native tools, we said, well, what could we do? I have a very innovative team, by the way, and very creative. <laughs> and we've taken those cloud-native tools and really addressed all of the quote-unquote phases of CDM, if you will, what's going on on the network. And so my security operations team, we took all of the lessons learned that we had on what we've done to address CDM and the intent of CDM without their prescribed tools if you will without the prescribed software that they had in their environment and we've really taken it to the next level on the dashboard and what CDM could be you know if you go back you know almost 3 years here at SBA I said no new hardware in the environment so for CDM I refused to buy the hardware it was 300 something thousand dollars for all the stuff we had to buy I didn't have the budget for it so I said spin up CDM in the cloud well if you fast forward you know to 18 months ago and a year ago starting to take advantage of those Cloud native capabilities really got us to this point with working on a pilot hand in hand with DHS to say, here's how we could rethink CDM, and that it's not about the tools, it's about the data and what you're seeing on the network. We've taken that data and overlaid Power BI, uh, data analytics tools, on top of that so we could really dig in and, and analyze the data and really build out a robust dashboard. So we've got that security operations, the 24 by 7, and it's not just about my office, it's the entire agency that we've onboarded to our security services so that we can see everything that's going on in our environment all the way down to the mobile devices.
0: Sounds like a a productive pilot. And so the outcome really on that was this, uh, this dashboard?
1: Yeah, so we've, we've really tried to think outside the box of, you know, what is the intent of CDM? And it doesn't have to be a tool-based model. It's really about the data and how can we leverage the data to really understand who's on our network, what they're doing, and being predictive about things as well. So that's what really drove us to the pilot. And we did finish up the pilot, and we're working on collectively with DHS on that report right now. I
0: feel we've touched on this a little bit already, but maybe if there's a little bit more to unpack here, it seems that cloud has been a real foundational element of all of of what we've been talking about. And, you know, it seems SBA has really been a leader in this cloud migration effort. And so my question for you, Maria, is, you know, how has cloud enabled SBA to like better carry out its mission?
1: You know, as we're modernizing, SBAs had a lot of legacy systems. But taking advantage of the cloud capabilities, the compute, and not having to, you know, develop applications. I can take advantage of software as a service, the public-facing applications that we have, putting them out there in the cloud. Even SBA.gov, you know, moving that to a cloud-based platform where it was recently hosted, previously hosted on-prem, you know, gives me immutable platforms. I can spin up another site if something happens to it. But having, you know, backups and all of those kind of things, and certainly for the public, having, you know, stable interfaces (laughs) and stable applications that they're using that aren't going down all the time, taking advantage of those capabilities and having the backups and the data and the data available, you know, taking advantage of cloud and the power of the cloud and being able to spin things up as I need it as I go forward looking at, you know, either RPA or ML and, you know, as I get to that three sixty view of the customer using cloud capabilities To start using AI because I could have a model, for instance, of a customer and that if somebody gets a loan and then they're looking at business plans and they're doing these things, I can start using AI if I have that customer model to be predictive about, oh, by the way, customer, here's what you might need next. And I can get that power and that capability through cloud-based solutions to be able to do some of that.
0: All right. Something to keep an eye out for. And Maria, of course, you know, we've been focusing on cybersecurity, but that's only just one small piece of the puzzle when it comes to IT, you know, the big picture behind IT. And so with that being said, what is the SBA doing to promote kind of a a big picture enterprise transformation? Are there any other projects in the works when it comes to that?
1: Yeah. When you look at SBA, we've, we've been undergoing this big, and I call it a digital transformation, and really looking at everything across SBA, what we do, the entire technology stack, as well as the people and the processes in what we do. So it's not just about technology. There's also the people and then the process piece of it. But how do we lay the foundational pieces of that and it's not about technology i've had this you know vision of a 360 view of our customer we have more than 30 million small businesses and entrepreneurs that sba supports yet we have a stovepiped environment and we, can't, we don't have that 360 view. So how do I enable the technology to allow for that? How do I put in the foundational things to improve the employee productivity? What are those things that I need to put in place where I know that I want to get to that big picture 360 view? I've got to have the foundation in place. I've got to have the network, identity access management. I have to have the employee productivity tools, the support services, all the way through that data layer, you know, having access to that data and working all the way up through the application. So enterprise transformation, you know, there's multiple pieces and parts to it because it's not just about putting one tool in place, but it's looking at the entire ecosystem of technology as well as the people and processes to really drive that digital transformation that we are in the midst of. Um, Security, monitoring, management are certainly foundational pieces of that, but everything from, you know, migrating to the cloud all the way through making services available for our customers, right? We've got legacy login services. You know, our customers should not have to come in and have to remember a dozen different logins and passwords because that's how our legacy system operates. So right now we're in the middle of transitioning to login.gov, one login to access everything in SBA, and really trying to drive those types of enterprise solutions. On the workforce side of it, a little over a year ago, May of last year, we finished an IT strategic workforce plan. We've been in uh, executing on that, essentially our first year of execution for that, and really focused in on this year... uh, of the workforce and training and getting uh, more training in the hands of the folks out in the field as well as in my office to get folks up to speed on new technologies, not just for today, but for tomorrow and get people set up for that.
0: That really segues into my next question. On the people side of things, what does that training look like that the IT workforce of the future is going to need to know about?
1: We've started with the with the basics and the foundations on the training. So, Cloud 101, Cloud 201, if you will. So, the basics on cloud, regardless of which platform, which cloud it is. But you have to have a basic understanding of cloud. So, we've had a lot of training on cloud. We've had uh, data analytics training as well, because we do have a number of folks that are real heavy in the data front as we're building out our our data enterprise, if you will, and our data management strategy. So data, cloud have been big ones and just really focused on those things to start with so that people start coming up to speed. As, as you spin up VMs in the environment, people need to understand how, how to operate in that environment. It's very different from being on-prem and having, you know, hardware that you're working on. So a big focus certainly on cloud-based technologies, analytics. Also on uh, collaboration tools, whether it's teams and just employee productivity tools, things in the O365 suite that we're using across the board. So uh, training on on employee collaboration and tools like that. Making sure that users in the environment know how to use video on the network so that they don't have to come into the office. How do you turn on, you know, video so you can have virtual meetings? Those kind of things uh, for collaboration. So teaching the IT specialists across the agency on that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And with the data piece of that, that seems particularly popular right now, given the recent release of the one year action strategy of the federal data strategy, as well as, I think, some rollout of the Foundations for Evidence-Based Policymaking Act. And this may be a question better suited for the chief data officer, but I'll throw it out there anyway. What is the relationship between your office, the office of the CIO, and the CDO going forward? I know they're, they're separate missions, but pretty closely entangled
1: doing a lot of work out of my office um, on the data because I recognize that to get to a 360 view of the customer, we got to get our arms around the data across the agency. And we've really laid out what that enterprise data management and that strategy is going to look like for the environment. And with the advent of the CDO, I work very closely with the CDO in my office because there's many things that fall in under my office. So CDO is looking big enterprise-wide as I am. And then I'm putting all the elements in place so that the CDO You know, it's evidence-based decision-making. Okay, you have that data and you're looking across the agency. The CDO is going to be using that data for evidence to help drive decision-making across the agency. So while I'm putting in place the tools, putting the tools in the hands for data visualization, I'm putting that data together into data lakes so that we're bringing all the the data together. You know, that data integration is one big piece of it as well as training. So all of that is being driven out of my office. But with the CDO now, working collaboratively with the CDO, we put in place about a year and a half ago a data community of practice for all those data people that are out there doing stuff with data. And it's been successful in that the exchange of information, oh, you're doing this, oh, how do you do this, and then putting the tools in the hands for the data analytics and getting that out there. So certainly my office and the relationship with the CDO is a partnership. And so we're working very closely together because I've got all these elements that I've put in place already, even before the, the advent of the law and all the requirements that have come up. So certainly all the foundational stuff I'm working on.
0: Great. And while we're on the subject, it would be great to hear more about the interplay between, again, your office and elsewhere in the C-suite, you know, the chief financial officer, the chief procurement officer, you know, especially when it comes to a lot of this, you know, big picture IT stuff, making sure that the agency's buying what it should and what it shouldn't be and, and making sure everyone's on the same page with
1: that. So the C-suite across the agency, we have an incredible working relationship. The CFO, the Senior Procurement Executive, as well as the Chico. I can't do my job without any of them. So we have an incredible working relationship between all of us. So the CFO, our Senior Procurement Executive, and the Chico. Because, again, to drive transformation at SBA, I need the people. You know, certainly acquisition is a huge part of this, the transformation, getting the right contracts in place. And the CFO from the budget perspective So we do work very closely together I approve anything at the agency That's 50000 or above on spend In addition, you know, any new software That people might want to request in the environment That's got to get approved through my office So there's a lot of checks on a lot of those And we have an investment review board That I co-chair with the CFO And then, again, working very closely with the Chico To hire the right people to bring them in I am taking advantage of the recent guidance for the CIO to be able to do the direct hires or bringing people in for four years with an option to bring on for an additional four years. I think that's going to give me as a CIO incredible flexibility, but you know, putting that together required a partnership with the Chico to make that happen. That's not just about the CIO. That's about the CIO and the Chico working together to make that happen. So we work very closely together. On the budget front, I review all the advanced acquisition strategies for all Everybody across the agency sitting side-by-side with the CFO every year, so looking at the out-year budget, where the IT dollars are being spent. And then the CFO and I are in partnership rolling out TBM for the SBA enterprise, so the technology business management. So you can see there's a lot of partnerships just with all of the CXOs here in the agency. So we can't do what we do at SBA without each other.
0: I just want to circle back a little bit to what you were saying about the, the CIO, the direct hire, and what you were able to agree with with the CHCO. Ballpark estimate, do you know how many direct hires you've been able to make with that recent authority?
1: I am just getting started on that because, the um, you know, the president last year signed out the executive order, and as soon as that executive order was signed, you know, I had my letter ready to go to OPM, but, you know, of course it went out for public comment, the guidance, all of that, and then OPM this year, I think it was in May, came out with their guidance on how to implement the four-year hiring for the CIOs. But I had my letter, <laughs> it's funny, I had my letter written last year, last fall, so that as soon as the OPM guidance came through, I made a couple tools weeks to it with the Chico, of course. We send it to the front office for signature and then send our notification over to OPM. So I am just now getting started on my vacancies to use that hiring authority. So I've got a couple in the pipeline, right? Yeah. And I do have a couple in the pipeline right now.
0: All right. Yeah. So, you know, certainly early stages there still. Looking back at the the most recent Fatara scorecard, the Fatara 8.0 scorecard, you know, I did notice that SBA was one of, I think, a few agencies that got an A when it comes to implementing the Modernizing Government Technology Act or MGT. What are some of the lessons learned that you'd offer up to maybe some of these other agencies that are looking to boost those scores or are looking to stand this up in a more effective way?
1: So SBA... F- did not have any kind of a working capital fund at all for anything. And so having the IT working capital fund with the CFO, we saw advantages of that because given where we are on the modernization trajectory, being able to do longer term planning instead of doing 12-month sprints, if you will, that, okay, I got to hurry up and do stuff in 12 months. But having the ability to look longer term over three years by you know, turning that one-year money into three-year money gives me a little bit more flexibility. So when the opportunity for the IT Working Capital Fund, you know, when that came out with the MGT Act, The CFO and I work very closely with Ledge Affairs and OMB to get the language in there in the um, appropriations language so that we could stand up the IT Working Capital Fund. So we have since done that. You have to go through a reprogramming effort to put funds in there, and we're in the middle of that reprogramming effort right now working with OMB to put money in that fund so that we can use it for uh, a number of long-term projects that we've identified. So that's what got us in A is us standing up our IT Working Capital Fund and getting our arms around that. And now we're working on that reprogramming piece so that we can actually put the money in the fund.
0: All right, yeah. And, you know, as far as some of those long-term projects that you mentioned, what's on the list?
1: I'll give you one specifically. We have, you know, here at SBA, a number of IT service desks, right? I've got the main service desk users call if they've got a problem with an application or a workstation or something like that. But across SBA, there are other IT service desks for application-specific problems that, that users, whether they're internal or external, may have. And everybody's got their own tracking mechanism. I want to bring all those service desks into one platform. That's going to take time to do because I need to assess all of those service desks that are across the agency for those program-specific things and understand what they're doing, how they're responding, and then bring it on to, again, to an enterprise platform for an IT service desk so that we're all using the same platform. And that's going to take time because I've got to get the assessment done. And then I am not one to eat the whole elephant at once. I'm going to take small bites out of it and then start migrating those other service desks onto the platform. So that's going to take a little bit of time. And that's where the IT Working Fund comes into play.
0: That was Maria Rote, the Chief Information Officer at the Small Business Administration. This has been Security Strategies in Government, sponsored by Anomaly. I'm Jory Heckman.